You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, October 22nd. Yet another Thursday that I will probably end up spending wasting away watching the glorious but often very painful game of American football, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I mean? Uh, But As always, I am your host, the ever-so-delusional and football-obsessed and baseball-obsessed, obviously, fool uh, Javier Reyes uh, of this Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or check out my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Definitely check that out, O, if you would like O. I've got a lot of energy today, as you can tell. Uh, you know, feel free to hit me up on either of those accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have. I might answer them on the show or just answer them directly, whatever. You just, you never know. I'm definitely going to be doing a mailback soon. Don't worry. Keep looking out for that bat signal. You know, it's, it's coming soon. Uh, and today, continuing the wonderful chat I've had with Daniel R. Epstein of the IBWAA. Uh, he's known for everything. I don't know what to say. That's that's one way to describe him, but he, he's done a whole lot. So uh, this is part three of the conversation. And I don't know. I feel like I should just leave it at that and let you guys enjoy. And uh, part four is probably going to be coming out tomorrow. So this four-part spectacular. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. Let's go. All right, but yeah, man, the Astros just, it's still as there as ever. And now, uh, to kind of pivot even more forward, still looking for a way to have a clean transition, uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> still some more of our general uh, takes and stuff. Those are kind of the biggest things with the Astros and the Astros and the Astros and also the Astros and then the Padres, of course. But now, let's talk about some other type of things that we mentioned, right? Just some, 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 some of the smaller things. So one of the things that I was, uh, we were both talking about, like you said, was spring training stats. We were both talking about, I remember when we started recording, it was like a couple days after the Garrett Cole implosion in spring. Oh, he gave up eight runs on two grand slams. Oh no. And he he didn't throw like one of his best pitches at all. And everyone's freaking out. (laughs) And then what happens? He was still pretty great. I don't think he was invincible this year, but what did you see from Garrett Cole? If anything, that you felt like that you expected to happen heading to a season and Maybe some things that surprise you, or vice versa. Well, Garrett Cole, first of all, he he had a he had a good season. He was mm. perfectly fine. You know, I think that if he gives you the kind of numbers that he gives you um, all through his contract, um, you know, this season fits right in there, and you've got to be happy. Was he quite as good as last year, where he struck out three hundred twenty six guys? No. However, <laughs> um, this was a, a very solid Garrett Cole type of season. Uh, in fact, his numbers really are pretty similar to 2018, his first year in Houston when he was also really good. So um, he had he had a little bit of trouble with the long ball, gave up, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of For home sure. runs in the, the first part of the, I would say the first half of the season, but that was like, you know, whatever, four games or something, um, you know, but like he, he really, uh, I think struggled in the first like month, month and a half or so, just um, not that he looked bad, but he just kind of left a few too many mistake pitches out in front of the plate, but cleaned that up in the second half and was dominant. And, um, you know, I, I think that you've got to be really happy with what he gave you all told. If you're a Yankee fan, that being said, 
I am a Yankee fan and I recognize that we are never happy about anything. So who knows? But, uh, you know, like he was um, he was our best pitcher during the playoffs. He was our best pitcher during the regular season. And that's what we're paying him to be is our best pitcher. And he's, you know, he was absolutely an ace. So I am satisfied with the kind of season that he had, regardless of the terrible spring training or whatever, you know, like, mm. come on, like this is Garrett Cole. He's an established pitcher here. We don't have to worry about what he does in spring training. We know what he's going to do. And he went out and he pretty much did it in the regular season. And yeah, postseason. absolutely. Yeah. He was very good in the postseason. Yeah. I had that like three run game, but I think that, uh, he's he's a guy to still watch out for next year. He could still have the invincible season. Um, he just wasn't quite there, and he got a lot better when um, what's his face started catching too, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Higashioka. Oh, Higashioka. Yeah. yeah. Well, Higashioka. the Yankees have. Uh, I know this isn't a Yankees podcast, but man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Yankees have uh, have a, a big decision about what to do with catcher because Gary Sanchez was maybe the worst player in baseball this year, and <laughs> that's. That's pretty bad. You know, you get they yeah, have to figure out what they're going to do with the catching situation, which is not, not a great. problem they expected to have going into this year. Definitely going not. into next year. Um, and then I think one of the I, I don't know if this would be a problem. Still looking for that transition, but one of the things <laughs> we kind of were talking about was was it possible? And these next two things that we brought up kind of go hand in hand. And one of the things was we were wondering: is a Ronald Torres dude? just going to go crazy and he's going to be the MVP, right? And is that going to happen and all this stuff? And guess what? As you mentioned and you said this, you know, you expect the unexpected and what happened? Uh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, maybe a little Manny Machado, Juan Soto are kind of the guys that were MVP conversation for the NL. It was basically all the guys we expected at the top. Some guys in between that definitely, you know, maybe might have played over their heads and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was still the best players in baseball were still the best players in baseball. Um, and and well, one thing that AL I was might win it is Shane Bieber, so I guess that one's a little bit out of nowhere. But yeah, he's still a, a good a tiny player bit. before this. Yeah, a tiny but, bit. Yeah, it turns out that uh, this was enough time for the cream to rise. So who knows? Um, and another thing that I mentioned, one of the things we talked about is how anyone can win. I think we were right about that because look at uh, the 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 Astros. They weren't even they were under five hundred team this year. And then you look at the Marlins. Now here's a quote from me. I said, look. It's it's just every it's it's really conceivable that a lot of teams, maybe with the exception of four, like Detroit, Miami, <laughs> and Pittsburgh and what have you, uh, don't make the the playoffs. Well, the Miami Marlins made the playoffs, and I know you had a lot of thoughts on Miami Marlins. I listened to your podcast. I've I've seen what you've put on Twitter. Uh Miami Marlins were a bad baseball team, but they did yes. make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm sorry. The Marlins are a bad baseball team. I don't care if they that they were in the playoffs. I don't care that they finished 31 and 29. And by the way, when we recorded this, this was before MLB announced that they were expanding the postseason, which was also, in my opinion, a disaster that they, that they, the MLBPA should never agree to expand the postseason for a lot of reasons. I, I think that is just a, a horrible thing for baseball. However, um, the Marlins, I'm sorry, they're a bad team. They finished with a negative 41 run differential, which is, the worst run differential for a playoff team in the history of major league baseball. And they only <laughs> played 60 games. So <laughs> if you were to extrapolate that out, that um, uh, run differential over 162 games would have been the equivalent of a 69 and 93 season. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of baseball that the Marlins were playing this year, but with a little bit of luck, a 69 and 93 caliber club, 
can go 31 and 29 over their first 60 games. And that's exactly mm -hmm. what happened with the Marlins. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm sorry, they were not a good baseball team. Now, were they mm -hmm. better than expected? Yeah, I didn't expect them to be a 69 caliber, 69 win uh, caliber team. I expected them to be more like a 60 like and 102 year. kind of team. Yeah, like yeah. that Baltimore one year. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Like I, so yeah, they exceeded expectations. However, let's not go into next year thinking that like, oh, the Marlins are a surprise team unless they do something crazy in the offseason. Um, no, they're still a bad baseball team. They're the the like the poster team for kind of getting lucky and you know with this expanded playoffs and with a shortened season and just uh, you know finishing with a record that is uh, not reflective of the kind of team that they really are. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess so. But other than that, you know, the teams that were supposed to be good were pretty much good. And the teams that were supposed to be bad were mostly bad. Um, mm -hmm. Then there's the NL Central where everyone except the Pirates was just kind of bland. So, you know, I don't know what to make of that. Like they were all, <laughs> you know, they were basically all 500 <laughs> uh, more yeah. or less. So, uh, yeah, like I, I think that it's still the standing still pretty much worked out the way that you would expect um, with a couple of things, a couple of differences, you know, I mean, I don't think that anyone expected the nationals to be quite as bad yeah. as they were. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think anyone expected the Red Sox to be quite as bad as they were. I mean, they weren't supposed to be good, but they weren't supposed to be this bad. I mean, they lost a lot of their pitching between, um, you know, guys that they got rid of or, uh, you know, Chris Sale, Tommy John and, poor Eduardo Rodriguez he's never going to be the same you know after coronavirus and his heart problems and oh, that's uh, right forgot yeah. about yeah I mean he was just cleared to walk like uh, I think two weeks ago this is jeez you know I know it's terrible but um so which aside you know just because like the coronavirus might not kill you it can still do permanent long-term damage and Eduardo Rodriguez is uh uh living proof of that as an extremely healthy professional athlete but anyway um you know, I, I don't think that we had an overabundance of surprise teams. You're always going to have surprise good or surprise bad teams in any given year in a baseball season. And I think that we didn't exceed our quota of those in this weird shortened season. Everybody just taking a second. I got to take a quick second, like a speeding devil, like we're hot wheels in this mofo. You know what I mean? I got to talk to you about cars, guys. And more specifically, I have to talk to you about rockauto.com. First and foremost, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, not just tens, not just ones not just 50 not not one not two not three not four hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate that's the best part you can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices that you prefer Best of all, best of all, I mean, and this is the best of all of, of many things in life, guys. RockAuto.com, it's always, the prices, they're always reliably low. And they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. How about that? Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Does that make any sense? No, it does not. And I know that you Padres listeners, you like making sense. 
So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, I would say so. I think that for the most part, uh, still some of the best players are the best players. Some that you were looking forward to, according to my research and the, the, the tape, uh, was, <laughs> was Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger and just seeing what those guys would look like on the same team. Now, this isn't a right or wrong thing. One of those guys, he was just fine. And he just kind of had his little bit of a down season. That's the latter of the two, which is Bellinger, who still had a little bit of that power, but grounded some more double plays this year and just didn't hit for a high average and whatnot. And Mookie Betts was, I mean, is it possible to say he was better than we might have expected? Because you just, I swear, man, look, I'm a scroller. Maybe this has just happened because I'm on the internet too much. I'm, I get bored and then I hop on Instagram. But I swear I hopped on that stupid app like six different times this year, seeing Mookie Betts make a throw, you know, out in New Jersey and then hit the guy running to third base. He was absolutely outstanding this year. And while it doesn't feel like he's got that momentum on his side for winning the MVP, I think he had one of those things where this happens in the NBA a lot where we're just whatever. You're great. We get it. We, we know you're actually the best, but let someone else have a chance. You know, it feels like right. that's happening. It might be Freddie Freeman. It seems like that's where the wind might be blowing. Um, Mookie Betts, man. He's just going to be taunting me uh, in this division for the next 40,000 years. You know, I'm saying that because I forgot what the actual contract was. But, you know, he's just he was out. He was outrageous there. And and I think the Dodgers were an example of just, yeah, despite the short season. And we said, oh, maybe they had that one year where they started off slow. No, they were still the best team in baseball. And as of the time of this recording, they might be heading to the World Series. It just depends on how this uh, game with Atlanta goes. Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I love that we're recording this right before game seven. So it could be like, oh, can't <laughs> wait to see the Rays face insert team here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say some things about the Dodgers that you should probably never say on a Padres podcast. Oh, no. You know, the reigning MVP, Cody Bellinger, might have been their, I don't know, 10th best player this year. They're so good. They're so yeah, good. I know. It's I know. like they're unfairly good. The Dodgers. Might the two thousand the twenty twenty Dodgers might be the best baseball team I've ever seen, Jeez. and I really don't say that lightly. They're just so good, <laughs> and so they were forty three and seventeen this year. Um, mm-hmm. If you and they deserve to be forty three and seventeen. This wasn't like you know something with the the um, the Marlins or whatever. Uh, they they were a legitimate forty three and seventeen. If you extrapolate that out, I think that's. Uh, something like 116 and 42, you know, they're like the 2001 Mariners. They're like, you know, setting records for wins in a season. Um, Cause they just don't have any bad players. <laughs> like everyone, None. even AJ Pollock, either good you know, Chris Taylor, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. You know, they're, and that's just, we didn't even talk about their pitching. Oh my God. Like they just, you know, <laughs> like they just had Tony Gonzalez just like, chilling and at the alternate site because they didn't have a spot for him and then you know when people got hurt they would spot call him up he had a 231 era this year and for most of the year or for at least half of the year they didn't even have a spot for him on the team they're just that good ah i like there's there's so, they're a really good team i don't know what to say they're just <laughs> incredibly they're man they're good I would I would argue, and this will be one of my takes, 
This is this is a good zig when everyone else is zagging. What should the Padres do this offseason? AJ Preller, I want you to plant all the the office. Make sure they don't improve. I arguably would think would be more of an issue for the Padres this offseason. This is my big this is my take that I'm gonna put out on all the social media is that it's more of a thing where I hope the Padres, at least the Dodgers don't improve versus the Padres themselves improve, but with a uh, free agent acquisitions. Yeah, you can make some for sure. I would appreciate that, but Oh man, do you know how heartbroken I'm going to be if they're just like, screw it, Trevor Bauer, here's some money, come pitch for us? That'll be terrible because that'll just be like, oh, here's another great pitcher. I know there's some underlying stats that maybe said Trevor Bauer went a little bit over his head, um, but he's for sure like a great quality pitcher. He's got a lot of talent, um, whatever, however you may feel about the guy. Um, and that the, yeah, the Dodgers were still just so excellent, maddeningly. I mean, I remember early on in the season when Chris Taylor made that throw to get Trent Grisham at home plate. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. It's not even mm-hmm. Mookie. It's just this dude. This dude's going to be the – Will Smith is just a great catcher. Like, what are uh, – it's kind of like a fairly built Warriors team where they didn't <laughs> – I mean, to a degree. Because it's not like Mookie Betts was took one year – three million to go play with the Dodgers. Then I would have been more upset and been like, you, you jerk. Right. <laughs> you just doing this to get a championship. No, instead the, the Red Sox were like, Hmm, we are one of the richest organizations in sports, but we don't want to pay any money anymore. Great strategy. Awesome. Really great for your fan base. But that's, that's just, that's, that's definitely what happened. Um, another thing, cause I want to move off the Dodgers as quickly as possible. Uh, speaking <laughs> of the Red Sox, um, one thing that I talked about and one of the things I was looking forward to was, uh, reading the tape again, I said, how long before the Red Sox fan base starts crying about their team not being good? I give it 15 games. I think it lasted about 10 games, Dan. Um, I think it lasted about 15 minutes. 15 minutes. It was, look, I got some love for some Red Sox fans out there. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. oh my gosh. It's just, I was talking to my mom earlier. Uh, not earlier, I mean like a few weeks ago, where I was like, I see these Boston fans and oh, and they're two and three, by the way, as the, as the recording of this for, for football, right? It's their, it's, it's literally their worst start this late into the season since 2002, mm-hmm. two and three. This is the worst start that they've had. It's, it's 18 years, right? And the, oh my gosh, your team, Brady, you betrayed. I would, I literally talked to my mom. I was like, the fact that if someone offered me that they said, if you could lose a finger, and your favorite team wins a championship. The fact that I wouldn't immediately say no, I think I would say no. But the fact that I would immediately go, eh, like I'd be like the uh, Brittany Broski, like the kombucha video, right? I'd be like, eh. the fact that I would immediately say no, it just gets me so frustrated. All these Boston fans freaking out. They were in the Easter Conference Finals for NBA. Like Boston is a city for their sports teams. They're all good. And I'm sick of it. And someone needs to bring it up. It's like, it's like the men's uh, right parade. You know what I mean? You guys have everything. What are you talking about? Stop trying to contrive reasons that you're underdogs now. Give me a break. Uh, shout right. out Roger Sherman, who wrote about that like two years ago. Um, so I, I've just had enough of it. So that's one thing uh, that I brought up. So I guess I was right. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. And cut, everybody. That is it for part three of this season. Re- preview review. I almost messed up the saying. I don't know why. I, uh, I almost messed it up, but it's okay. We, we're, we're still sticking the landing, guys, but we're not done yet because part four will be coming out tomorrow where we wrap things up and we talk about some very serious things tomorrow, too. If you guys are in the mood for some old serious talk, uh, serious baseball talk in a lot of ways and kind of more rapid fire uh, predictions and storylines we were looking forward to and how they turned out. There was going to be some gloating and some not so much gloating for sure. So you guys can look forward to that. But that all 
all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast app, wherever. Just, just type it on in in that search bar, and I promise you, it will appear. Remember to follow the Twitter pages for the show and myself. That's at LO underscore Padres and at Hava Peno. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.